Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome to the free lawyer. So glad you're joining us today because we're going to have a great episode. Um, you know, legal tech is becoming just such an important area. And I grew up in a time when we didn't even have computers and how things have changed. And I'm so grateful that I have with us Colin Levy. Colin's been practicing 12 years and is director of legal operations and evangelist for Malbec, a legal tech company. And I've met Colin through LinkedIn He's truly passionate about legal tech, and he's here to share some of his expertise with us today. Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Colin, tell me a little bit about your professional journey and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Well, uh, it was sort of a long journey of of exploration, I guess. Uh, When I graduated from law school, I knew that I wanted to work in-house. However, I uh, found myself in a little bit of a conundrum because I didn't have experience and to get experience, I needed to have a job and I didn't have a job. So I was kind of caught in between. So I had to take on a number of temporary roles when I first graduated to be able to get the skills and experience I knew I was going to need to have to succeed in-house and also frankly find a full-time in-house role. Uh, So those temporary roles, you know, encompassed a variety of different things, document review, contract administration, contract management, uh, and some other um, tasks. And and really all those roles kind of gave me exposure to both some early forms of technology being used in the practice of law, as well as some other skills such as collaboration and ability to translate concept uh, complex concepts into um, terms that the, a lay person could understand. That came in really handy when I um, found my first full-time role. Um, but when I started working, I also realized um, how little knowledge there was of technology in the legal world. And I thought, well, this is a little strange because the world was at that time and even more so now, uh, you know, driven by technology. And so I thought to myself, well, either I'm just crazy and the only one who's thinking about these things, or there are others who are thinking about these things as well. So I sort of took it upon myself to really try to find others who were interested in the intersection of technology and the practice of law. I found folks started talking to them. And really that kind of set me off on this journey of exploration and knowledge and community building uh, in the legal tech space. And sort of, I've been, um, you know, incredibly just lucky and uh, happy to have sort of really found the space that speaks to me so strongly. Wow. So explain to our listeners what you do today um, and, and kind of 
who your clients are or what community you serve and how you do that? Absolutely. So, you know, for, for Molbeck, which is a contract uh, lifecycle management company, I am their one and only lawyer. So I handle a variety of different legal tasks for them from transactions, drafting, negotiating, um, sometimes renegotiating to data privacy issues to um, other types of issues that arise during the course of a company's operations. But I also serve another role in that I help with content development efforts uh, and marketing efforts. So I, I write and speak a lot on behalf of the company, contribute to blog posts, uh, attend conferences, speak at conferences, and other uh, related tasks uh, for Molbeck. And it's really kind of a fun combination of legal work and non-legal work. And it really allows me to kind of use both sides of my brain, uh, be creative, and really kind of build relationships, which is the one thing that I love to do more than anything else. Uh, and that's probably one of the main things I do both from Olbeck, as well as for myself, is build relationships and support the overall legal tech community. Well, Colin, you obviously have an incredible passion for legal tech. And as someone who's fairly mature and being a somewhat uh, new and growing field, explain to us what exactly you mean by the term legal tech, what it is and what it isn't. Sure. So I get this question uh, fairly often. Uh, legal tech, as I see it and kind of approach it is first and foremost um, the focused on the intersection of the practice of law and technology. In other words, it is about finding tools that are in, that are tech-based to help lawyers and other legal professionals do their work more efficiently, more productively, uh, and more in and, and more data-driven ways. Um, and so Really, you know, the way I see legal tech is it's it's aimed at bringing technology into the practice of law and into the business of law as well, uh, and helping really enable the legal industry to be more aligned to the data-driven and tech-driven world that we live in, uh, and be better aligned to, frankly, those in need of legal services who need their who need these services, but they need them fast and cheap and technology allows for the delivery of legal services to be done in a cheaper and faster way uh, because lawyers and other folks, other legal folks are spending less time doing these time consuming tasks for them that a uh, tech tool can do much faster uh, and in all in many cases more accurately as well. So why should a lawyer who's not really that familiar with legal tech care about legal tech and how can legal tech help that lawyer? So there are a couple of different ways in which legal tech can help that lawyer. First of all, uh, it can help the lawyer attract more clients because likely the clients are going to be more aware of what's going on in the world of technology and going to expect to have their legal counsel be somewhat aware of technologies and be using you know some technologies in their practice. So that's number one. Number two, uh, it allows for the lawyers themselves to be spending their more time and more productive ways in a more valuable ways, frankly, instead of having to kind of do the same thing over and over and over again, have technology do that repetitive standardizable thing over and over again, and have you, the lawyers, spend more time on things that are require more of sort of your brain power and something that would be 
more sort of contextual, more emotional. That's something that technology can't really handle as well. Uh, and then lastly, I think that for you know lawyers to be in demand these days and for them to be really seen as as valuable and needed, they need to have some awareness of technology uh, because it's inescapable at this point. And also, quite frankly, it's um, at least in 30 plus states, it's under the duty of um, tech competence. Lawyers are required to have an awareness of applicable technologies as well as their benefits and risks. So really to be an ethical and sort of productive lawyer, you need to have awareness of technology. And it can really help free the lawyer up to spend his time, his or her time being creative and really using his, his legal knowledge rather than just regurgitating the same product and spending time doing that. Someone, the tech can do that for him. Exactly. What are some of the best tech tools for lawyers today? Uh, there's a large number of different ones that probably could be mentioned. I think, you know, one that certainly I think is pretty heavily used by a lot of lawyers and I see is really helpful because of its sort of addressing the administrative burden of practicing law is Clio, for example, which is focused on sort of the, the you know, the business end of a law, sort of managing billing, managing matters, managing sort of documentation and correspondence. And lawyers traditionally have been not all that very, not all that good at sort of the administrative end of running a law practice. And Clio and similar tools are really aimed at helping make that administrative work easier, faster, and less of a burden on lawyers. Uh, so I think that's one really good tool. Another one- Just to interrupt um, you, is that in the category of what we call practice management software? Yes, that is, absolutely. And actually practice management software in general, I would say are probably some of the more valuable tools that exist in the tech space for, for legal people, because again, they're focused on, on making the administrative aspects of running a law practice a lot easier and less burdensome. Great. And what would be some other areas or, or tools? Sure. So another area that I think is I'm certainly excited about, even though in sort of a funny twist, I want nothing to do with litigation or courtrooms at all, <laughs> are uh, litigation analytics tools that allow for lawyers uh, to research uh, the, you know, what have been winning arguments, what have been winning cases in certain areas of litigation, and allow them to sort of determine with respect to a litigation matter, whether it's worth it to litigate at all. And if so, what are the better arguments to make that it will be more likely to succeed? Not just in the context of that specific type of litigation, but also potentially in the context of the judge that is likely to hear that case as well. You know, there's a lot of data on that as well that can be used by lawyers. So I really think the tools that allow for lawyers to, you know, be data-driven in that way, I think are really great because it allows for sort of a litigation matter would be a lot more data-driven uh, and less sort of, well, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years and this is what my instincts tell me is the right way to do that. You know, I think that- As, as a litigator, I didn't even know there were tools like that to do that. And that really is kind of exciting because I was one of those who would use my instincts. And, right. and, and, and my instincts might not be bad, but such a tool would be incredibly helpful. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the thing is that the the instincts that you have are likely well, you know, well intentioned and grounded on experience that's valuable. But if you combine that with data, 
then I think you really have a much more powerful way of operating uh, and likely will be me ultimately more successful as well. And any other areas that you think are important? Uh, I think that, you know, certainly for the, you know, the legal department, um, I think having tools that can help manage your contracts or just your documents in general can be very helpful. So document management, knowledge management tools, I think are really valuable because when you're working on a lot of different matters, you want to have some way to keep everything organized and also be aware of what's been done and what needs to get done. And sometimes that can be a bit of a bit of a tall task, given that you have so much work to do and have so many different matters you're working on at any given time. That's great. Colin, are there different, as someone in the legal tech field, are there different areas of legal tech? So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different areas of legal tech. Uh, you know, for example, you know, there's document, there's sort of knowledge management, which encompasses things like document management and contract management. There's uh, online dispute resolution, which are, which is a, a way of resolving disputes without having to go to court huh. uh, online. There are, um, you know, obviously uh, legal research slash and or litigation analytics, which can be very helpful. There's artificial intelligence, of course. Uh, so there's really a lot of different areas of legal tech, which is why when I am asked about how I can best learn about legal tech, I often kind of respond back with a question, which is why do you want to learn about legal tech? Because that answer will help you narrow down exactly what specific area is best to start with, because it can be overwhelming to try to learn about all of it all at once. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you mentioned artificial intelligence and it's certainly not a new thing, but it's certainly getting a lot of publicity today, both positive and negative. First, tell our audience what AI is, what it refers to. Sure. So artificial intelligence in general is, it's its not the easiest thing to describe simply, but I'll try my best. Uh, at the end of the day, it really is algorithms that are using a lot of data to help provide responses to a given question or a given task. Uh, and lately we've seen the rise of what's called generative artificial intelligence, which is tools that you that are using algorithms to provide sort of plain English responses to questions either in the form of you know creating images or summarizing text or some combination thereof. And what really I think has gotten people very excited about artificial intelligence on the generative AI front is the fact that now you have tools where you don't have to have any real tech background at all. You simply can just ask one of these tools a question and I'll provide you with an answer that you can understand in plain English. AI really is a fascinating tool for lawyers, Colin. Um, are there any dangers or risks to lawyers using AI? Sure. There's I think a fair amount of uh, risk involved with using AI tools at this time, uh, primarily having to do with uh, data storage and usage, meaning that uh, a lot of the solutions that are based on AI are not just providing you with data, but collecting the data that you provide to it, meaning that you really want to be careful when you provide these tools with data that you know, A, what data it's collecting, how it's being used, Who's, who's using it, who's it being shared with, and so on. And a lot of these tools are not being, I think, fully transparent about that, but they're learning that they need to be. 
And so my one piece of advice when it comes to using artificial intelligence solutions at this point uh, is really to understand the tool you're using and not share any information that you wouldn't be comfortable sharing publicly online in some forum or on some social media network website. Uh, basically because, you know, the data that you submit, you know, is going into a little bit of a black box at this point. So there is definitely that risk there. Uh, so I think while these tools are very useful and powerful, there are, are certainly risks around data that you want to be aware of and be always cognizant of when using these tools. Great. Um, what For lawyers who are not that familiar with legal tech and they're kind of excited about what it can do for them, what's the best way for them to get started and to figure out what to look for, how to get it, how to make it work? Sure. So I think the one good starting point would be to get a sense of what is going on in the space to begin with. Uh, so what I would suggest doing would be going to a site like Artificial Lawyer or the or Bob Ambrogi's uh, lawnext.com website. Uh, he kind of is leading the way in terms of legal tech news and analysis. Uh, and then Richard Troman's Artificial Lawyer site that I mentioned already. Uh, those are probably two good starting points. I should also mention that I uh, recently had a book published that I edited called The Handbook of Legal Tech uh, that is intended to really provide a comprehensive overview of the space and kind of goes over all the key sectors within legal tech. So that would be another good source of information. And then lastly, probably check out, um, you know, the the content that I post on LinkedIn, uh, as well as my own website, colonistlegal.com, where I've interviewed a lot of leading legal uh, tech leaders to get a sense of sort of how they operate, what they're doing, and why they do what they do. That's great. Tell me a little bit about your book. Where can listeners get it and, and how could that help inform them about legal tech? Absolutely. So it's available via Global uh, on Business, their website, or via Amazon. And it's really intended to be a, a comprehensive overview of kind of legal tech space. And each chapter is written by a leader in their respective legal tech sector. So you have chapters on artificial intelligence, contract management, um, document automation, um, litigation analytics and legal research in other areas. Uh, and in addition, there are chapters kind of that discuss sort of the present and future of legal tech as well. Uh, so really it's intended to kind of help you orientate yourself in the world of legal tech and understand kind of what it is and sort of the reality of a lot of the work being done in the space right now. That's fantastic. So what are your suggestions to a lawyer who's unfamiliar with legal tech, how to best begin to incorporate it into their practice? So I think the best way to sort of consider incorporating into your practice is think about kind of what your practice is and where the pain points are. What, what are the areas that are taking you, that are causing you frustration, taking up time, uh, that you could be spending on other things and think about why that's the case and then use that information to guide you as to what potentially may be helpful as a tool. For example, you know, if you have a lot of, if, you know, if intake is a lot of, takes a lot of time and it's a lot of effort on your part, maybe think about a way to automate that process, automate the intake of, of new clients. Or, you know, if you've got just so many matters on your desk and you don't know how to keep them organized, think about a way you know, a tool to kind of keep your matters and documents organized. Uh, or for example, if doing research on litigation is a real big time suck, 
but it's important. Think about a litigation analytics tool or legal research tool to help you do that more efficiently and productive and productively uh, without sacrificing sort of the quality of the work that you're doing. Well, that's great advice. Colin, I really um, love your knowledge and expertise on legal tech and sharing it with all of us. Colin, I call this podcast The Free Lawyer because to me, it's about how we can create personal freedom in our lives. And, and I guess I see how legal tech can help us do that. That's one tool because it allows us to practice law more efficiently and do the things we really enjoy and not the repetitive things that technology can do for us. But for you, Colin, what does true personal freedom mean to you? You know, I think I think for me, you know, it, it, it means spending time on the things I want to be spending time on and focusing on the things that really matter to me and bring me happiness and contentment. That, I think, is ultimately what, you know, personal freedom is about and really comes down to, I think, in part, knowing how to manage your time more effectively because your time is limited. You don't have all the time in the world and you want to make sure that you're spending the time that you do have in ways that are allowing you to continue to be successful personally as well as professionally. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's some great, um, great comments. Colin, for the listeners who would like to get in touch with you and learn more, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, so two best ways to find me are probably one on LinkedIn under my name uh, or two, visit my website, colinslevy.com uh, and contact me through my website. That's great. Colin, thank you so much for your time today. You really are an expert in this area. And not only that, you have a passion for educating and informing us about it, which I really respect. So thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And for all of our listeners, thank you for being here. And as always, please be well, be safe, and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.